a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and minister the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy. The the question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, just imagine the next radical that shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? (laughs) If you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. (laughs) The Novocaine of Radio, this is Table Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning us in. And uh, in today's broadcast, we have some buzzwords for you. We have some praise songs. You should write this down. Okay, buzz, praise. Yeah. Okay, and then, okay, and then after that? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Bible Bee. Bible Bee's after that. Aha, my favorite three games. Yeah. Okay, so um, buzzwords. Email, too. Did you say email? Oh, email. I, for- I do forget something. Emails, questions at Table Talk Radio. Them. Ah, here. Uh, my buzzword for you is means of grace, and I'm going to read you a little peeper. Remember the peeper? Francis Peeper is who I'm talking about. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. He Francis. says this, Without the scriptural teaching of the means of grace, the Christian concept of the church is impossible. Adolf Harnack dun, 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 censures Luther for having fought for the means of grace. Thereby, Luther is supposed to have left the church a portentous legacy and, quote, by declaring certain acts to be means of grace to have returned to the narrow confines of the Middle Ages he had left, end quote, so far Harnack. But Luther knew well why the battle for the definite means of grace had to be fought. We need the means of grace both to get into the Christian church and to remain in it. All who joined Zwingli and Calvin in teaching that the Holy Spirit needs no vehicle for the revelation and operation of his grace, and that the operation of saving grace positively takes place without the means of grace or alongside them, thereby completely give up the Christian church. <laughs> so wait, what's my buzzword? Means of grace, oh. obviously. Got it. This is grace. Means. means of grace are, there's really, in fact, one mean of grace, and that is the word... And you take that word and you and you bind it up to baptism, like or water, like the Lord in, in, did, and you have baptism, and you and you bind the word up to the body and blood of Jesus, uh, in the bread and wine, and you have the Lord's supper, 
And those, that's also a means of grace. But the, the chief thing is the Word here. The Holy Spirit works through the Word. And you hear how Peter said it? To get us into the faith, into the church, and to keep us there. That's fantastic. I have a question on that. I was thinking about this recently. Um, is this a good phrase, a term for us to use, means of grace, if we define grace in the Lutheran sense and not the Catholic sense? And that is to say that grace is God's uh, smile towards sinners, uh, a disposition of God, rather than a kind of quantifiable uh, uh, what um, quality of man. Well, I suppose you're right, because, you know, the, the way the Confessions talk about it is the means of the Holy Spirit. So the tool that the Holy Spirit uses. But the, the, but the purpose which the Holy Spirit is using the means is for grace. So he is using the means to deliver to us the Lord's smile and his kindness and his promise and so forth. So I think in that way, we'll be, all, we'll be fine with it. Okay. Uh, while I give you my buzzword, you're going to check the uh, connection to your microphone because I'm getting half of your audio. And uh, my, my theological uh, buzz word for you is Eucharist. And the uh, Eucharist comes from—I should mute your mic while you're doing that. Uh, Eucharist comes from the word, uh, the Greek word, to give thanks. So it uh, refers to the sacrament of Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper um, in reference to the time in which Christ uh, gave thanks. Now, um, the Lutherans uh, use the phrase Eucharist, and that's fine. Um, though I think that the at the time of the Reformation, Lutherans uh, didn't quite use the phrase Eucharist quite as much because uh, at, at the risk of putting the emphasis upon uh, the person or the priest giving thanks or the, the action of the doer rather than upon the direction of the sacrament ought to be uh, a to the people as gift. But uh, it's fine. Eucharist is uh, your theological buzzword. Uh, wasn't that my buzzword last week? No. Okay. Seems like recently I had that buzzword. I'm going to get it this time, though. All right, ha- getting half my stuff, you know, that's probably better than most. This would be nice once in a while. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the emails. Do you have an email there for us oh, from yeah. questions at tabletalkradio.org? Uh, greetings and salutations from the Boston Beer Party branch of the Cult of Pure Doctrine. Hey, hey, hey! The Boston Beer Party in Diaspora which is the Boston Beer Party, the Lincoln Port Party, and the Chicago Scotch Party, would like to put forth the great Luther hymn, O Lord, Look Down from Heaven, Behold, as the official hymn of the cult of pure doctrine. This hymn is so hardcore that it didn't make it into the LSB. (laughs) (laughs) It's That's a great hymn, by the way. O Lord, Look Down from Heaven, Behold. Da, 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 da. We should. All right. Uh, this is. This is. We're going to make it happen right now. Wait. Are, are we authorized to sing another Cult of Pure Doctrine's official song on the radio? What is the other one? Um. What do you mean the are, other one? Are you I'm, saying we're violating copyright by humming the song? Well, I'm just saying that. If, I mean, it's you know they have just deemed it their official song. Do we need to like? I don't know. I guess this is kind of the headquarters of the. Well, yeah, doctrine. so look, at so it's not, they are not saying that that should be the theme song for the Boston Beer Party Cult of Pure Doctrine, but for the Cult of Pure oh, Doctrine. Oh, as a, as a whole. As a whole. That's like the national anthem. Mm. Okay, got it. Thus, we petition the presiding patriarch of the Cult of Pure Doctrine, that's me, by the way, to accept this hymn as the official hymn of the CPD. Accepted. Done. It's happening right now. Done. Okay. In addition, we would like to send our congratulations to the impending or, as more likely, given the lag in email being read on the show, recent marriage of Reverend Gagline. 
True. In a related question, several of us single young men who are looking for faithful Lutheran brides were wondering what <laughs> measures we could take to seek out this blessed estate. With a recent ruling by the Supreme Court on homosexual marriage, the prevailing culture is and has not been for some time Christian and in any sense. Not all of us in the LCMS went to one of the Concordia universities and have thus found it difficult to find a faithful spouse. We were wondering if Reverend Wolfmuller or Reverend Gagline had any suggestions on that front. One of your official astrophysicist listeners, Paul. Okay. Well, I would uh, paraphrase our Lord in the last Sunday's Gospel reading that uh, this kind can only happen by prayer. <laughs> and, and fasting. <laughs> they left that out of the new version. Prayer and fasting. <laughs> A good wife who can find... That's what it says in Proverbs. Oh, I was... I was <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's better. Prayer and fasting. <laughs> prayer and fasting. Uh, yes, we do pray for a godly spouse, etc. Hold on, I'm going to read you this verse. Uh, second to prayer, oh, yeah. I would recommend the uh, uh, Club Rogue River. I mean, the next, the next best place. Here's Proverbs 31.10. <laughs> Who can find a virtuous wife? Now, it goes on from there, but that's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you that's, need to know. <laughs> that's a question of despair. Yeah, the Lord hears our prayers, right? The Lord hears our prayers. And you know what we could do? We could transfer the uh, who wants to date a seminarian, which became who wants to date a vicar, which reverted back to who wants to date a seminarian, which then became who wants to date a pastor hotline, to, which is now defunct. We, we could make it who wants to date an astrophysicist. Yeah. <laughs> or or what about this? A little more general, a little more broad. Let's cast the net a little more broadly and say who wants to date a member of a cult of pure doctrine? Ooh. The cult of pure doctrine dating service. <laughs> well, I mean the ratio of astrophysicists to cult of pure doctrine members is like 2 2 That's to right. 1, so one if to you 2. You want to date an astrophysicist? Yeah. And you just go for a guy in the cult of pure doctrine, you're probably going to end up with an astrophysicist. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's make it happen. We can put it on our website. <laughs> All right. Can you do that? That number, if Along you're looking for a... the link to the, <laughs> to the cruncher. If you're an eligible bachelorette looking for a, an astrophysicist or a member of the cult of pure doctrine or both, give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. Uh, Table Doctor, I'll do a little matchmaking service here. I, I think yeah, that could be... Right. Hey, could they, could you add that on to your list of uh, vocations? You you see, you despise your uh, vocation of pastor by doing uh, baptismal certificates, uh, devotions, <laughs> and now a dating service through Table Talk Radio. <laughs> That's right. Hey, look, we should do that. If anyone actually gets married through our new Who Wants to Date a Cult of Pure Doctrine, through our CPDDS... <laughs> Called the Pure Doctrine Dating Service, then you'll do the wedding and I'll do the DJing for their. Hey, yeah, I like it. (laughs) This is a thing. This is going to happen. I see this taking off. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I think now that we uh, fully used up all of our time uh, talking about uh, nothing good, uh, we will when we come back from this break. Oh, we're going to do a new. We have a new game, kind of. It's it's the Pray Song Cruncher. So we're going to do some Pray Song Crunching. But there's also a little spin to this that we might call. Um, uh, preaching to CCM. Um, yeah, we're seeing this kind of... There's a little bit of a void between the praise song cruncher, not quite a praise song, but it's also... I mean, it's a, a song you hear on the radio. So we're going to take those as well, using the question of the praise song cruncher and preaching to Hollywood and make it preaching to CCM. That is on Table Talk Radio right after this. Nobody can drag me Nobody can drag 
Table Talk Radio. We love our on-demand listener. that song good um that's the lady that sings a song that you don't like about uh how she likes treble notes or no bass notes more than treble notes oh oh yeah yeah what's that um (laughs) i know that lady's name i forgot now i have i have just found something on my computer here and that is i was writing in i i thought last night as i was going to sleep of an article that i wanted to write which is simply titled liberalism is racist biblical liberalism is racist and I would like to write that, and so I was trying to, 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 to audio that into my list, and this is what it says. Liberalism is racist. Hey, pita chips. Liberal is amazing. Racist. Hi, Sergio. <laughs> That's pretty good. I know exactly what I was thinking there. <laughs> okay, if you do. Hi, Sergio. <laughs> All right, what are we doing now? All right, we're going to do a little, uh, well, if you want to do a little apologetic on the Praise Song Cruncher, why don't you go at it? I'm going to try and figure Apologia. out what's wrong with my computer. We got, the, we, got the, uh, we got the thing here called the Praise Song Cruncher, which is a friendly little exercise in crunching praise songs. And that Praise Song Cruncher has, we're, and talking about the Praise Song Cruncher 2.0 now, has uh, five questions that we want to ask of the praise song. Now, those it's really five categories of questions. The first question is, is Jesus mentioned? Now, the reason—oh, oh, oh, I, I want to give an introduction. Two points to why we do the praise song crunching. Uh, number one, um, I remember years ago, years and years ago, when um, the praise songs were coming more into play in uh, in the Lutheran Church, and someone asked me to— to do a little critique, and so I started looking at the praise song, and I was asking only one question of the song, and that is, does it contain any false doctrine? And very quickly, I realized that that question was not sufficient, because to contain false doctrine, it has to first contain doctrine. <laughs> I mean, if there's nothing, if there's no doctrine in it, it can neither be true or false. It's like asking the question, uh, does, the, uh, does a palm tree contain false doctrine? Or does a fire hydrant contain false doctrine? Well, no, it doesn't contain any doctrine at all. So it became apparent very early on that we needed more a more subtle tool for the praise song. Now, enter into the second consideration, which is that it seems like right around 1996, the praise song songs started transitioning um, away from the kind of campfire uh, songs of accessibility and into a more... Uh, mystical place where the songs were pushing people towards this immediate experience of the presence of God. In fact, the praise song had become by that point the sacrament of the evangelical church. So how do you know that God is close? Well, you feel the closeness of God in the act of worship. Thus, the praise song cruncher was born. And so he asks five questions. Now, of these five questions, no, answering no to any one of the questions does not necessarily mean that the song is not good. You've got to take it as a conglomerate, as a whole. So all five questions are helping you kind of grab a hold of the slippery thing that is mysticism in the song. So the first question is, is Jesus mentioned? 
Right? You still there? Yes. Your computer? Uh huh. No, but go ahead. Now, the the Jesus <laughs> question is to figure out if Jesus is mentioned. Pause for effect as that sinks in. <laughs> Ooh. Now, <laughs> whoa. Hey, by the way, you know what I really want? I got to tell you this. I saw a lady just walk by the window, and you know what she was wearing? A lanyard. You know the lanyards? Yeah. I've decided that I'm going to get a lanyard because there's nothing that makes you look official like a, like a lanyard does. You want to know something funny? So our uh, radio station, 94.3 The Bridge, is covering high school sports. And um, I didn't really want to pay to go to all these sports games, so I made a little media pass and just went and bought a lanyard at Staples. <laughs> it looks all official. Nobody even questions us. We just walk right past the ticket booth. Oh, yeah, we're official. We're you got just, the lanyard. I just printed That's this a- off of my inkjet printer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could be anybody. That's right. I want to see. That's a key thing. I wanted to... Um, uh, uh, I, I wanted to go out and video people and say, hey, I got a question for you. What happens when you die? Or do you think you could be a man on the outside and a woman on the inside or whatever? And no one would want to talk to me unless I'm wearing a lanyard. It's and so like, oh, true. He's got a lanyard on? It's I'll, so true. I'll give him an interview. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the praise song cruncher. So if Jesus is not mentioned, you're probably not singing about or to or in the realm of Jesus. Second question, is it mystical in form? Now, Here's where we get into the extreme repetition of the praise song and also the fact that praise songs use incomplete sentences. Now, Now why is that? It is a thing that for the category of truth or falsehood to apply to a thing, it has to be a sentence. In those, at least a sentence. So that, to say something is true, a statement is true, or to say a statement is false, requires that the statement be a sentence. So I'll, I'll demonstrate. The uh, true or false? The red book. False. <laughs> you didn't even <laughs> see or or I, I don't uh, know. the the floating fireball in the sky. You're not saying anything. <laughs> is nice. Now we oh. see you, once you make it a sentence, you can you can actually ask the question: Is it true or false? But if it's not a sentence, it can be neither true nor false. Now our friend Chris Tomlin has sorted this out, and he loves to use the sentence fragment. Like for example, he has the song uh, about the Lord's Supper, and it says, "The bread, his body," <laughs> mm. which is not a sentence. Now here's the point: is. you're a Lutheran <laughs> listening is. to that song, and you fill in your own thing is. You're a Calvinist listening to that song, and you fill in your own thing. Symbolizes the spiritual presence of. <laughs> Does it, whatever. See, it can't, see? doesn't quite fit into the, the lyric. The, I mean, the, the, the rhythm. If you're Catholic, you fill in your own blank. It would be, is offered as an unbloody sacrifice by means of. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, now, uh, so the, because it's not a sentence, it, it can be neither true nor false. So you got to look out for that. The the sentence fragment gives you the impression, but not an actual truth. Huh? Huh? Now, the third question, I think, is uh, mystical content. And this gets into what the song is saying, and is it pushing you towards this unmediated experience of the divine presence on the inside? This is a denial of the means of grace. My buzzword. I'm giving myself 500 points. <laughs> Boom. And it's the hallmark of every non-Lutheran theology is that they're rejecting the means of grace. So we gotta have we gotta have the immediacy of the presence of God being experienced in my own heart. And so I'm being lost, I'm being absorbed, I'm I'm 
I'm surrendering, I'm, 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 I'm being touched, and all this kind of stuff is happening. And then we come around to the end and we ask the law gospel question, which is helpful to know if there's law and or gospel. And then we ask at the end if there's any false doctrine. Okay, so let me see if I got it. So if I don't believe that God can work through things like baptism, you know, even though he promises that uh, he who believes in his baptized will be saved, or uh, baptism now saves you, or anything like this, or if I don't believe that God works through um, bread and wine, even though he says, take, eat, take, drink, given for the forgiveness of your sins, then I have to uh, come up with a way to know that I am close with God and I am right before a holy and righteous God. And one of the ways that I might do that would be through the emotion that I feel close to God, and that can be accomplished in the praise song by uh, uh, making impressions, not assertions, because assertions could be falsifiable, um, or through, uh, what was the other thing? Um, uh, oh, creating, creating kind of a, uh, what did you say, a hypnotic repetition. mantra? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the repetition of a thing, it kind of, it, it stirs up this, uh, this kind of the motions of the inside. Yeah. So, so someone who is kind of thinking along the lines of what I was just saying would say, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we do. Uh, I right. Mean, I, that, that's, that's why right. I'm writing the song that I am the way that I am. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly right. And so you wouldn't, um, uh, people say, hey, you know, the praise song cruncher, that's rude. Well, no, it's in fact, it's the, for the people who are writing the praise songs, that to make something mystical is what they're trying to do. That's not an insult. That's a, a compliment to them. But the point of disagreement is whether or not um, that is a true way to know that God is close or to, or to know my disposition uh, or God's disposition towards me. Indeed. So whereas we would want to say, no, we want to focus only on God's promise. And he doesn't promise that he's close when I feel close to him. He promises that, he, that we are right with him for the sake of his son and given and bestowed to us in the promises of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Right, that's right. So that mysticism is a false... Uh, mysticism is a, um, is a false means of grace. It's a, it's a, um, it's a confusion of the means of grace. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a replacement. It's a, um, uh, what is that called? When you replace something true with, uh, with something false. Oh, what, what, uh, yeah, uh, when someone's a fake. Oh, a imposter. Yeah. Yeah. Mysticism is an imposter means of grace. Uh, uh, good. Um, now we just have a few seconds before we have to go. What uh, in about thirty seconds? What um, what reaction have you gotten from the praise song cruncher over the years? Uh, well, whenever I talk about it on Table Talk Radio, people love it. And whenever I talk <laughs> talk about it anywhere else, people go berserk. You you, you, you think people love it? <laughs> you assume? Of course they do. <laughs> How can anyone not love this unless I'm talking to them face to face and I can yeah, see yeah. their reaction? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the, the 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 thing which is called the praise song cruncher does um is a problem for people who uh, who want to be a mystic is indeed so when we come back from this break we're going to be putting the praise song cruncher to the test to see uh, how various songs do and and see how this goes into motion you're listening to table talk radio and we will be right back don't go away
Hi, this is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Sorry. Did you know, Pastor Wolf Wheeler, that you can actually call in and give us submissions for the Praise Song Cruncher? That number oh. is 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, and this is one such caller. Hey, hello, Pastors Brian and Evan. Um, this is Henry. And I was driving home today, and I was listening to uh, Evangelical Fundy Radio, which I usually don't do. Usually, um, although it's not Lutheran radio, I typically listen to Catholic radio, just because it's far more substance, uh, substantive than uh, Evangelical radio. But uh, nothing good was on, so I was listening to Evangelical radio, and the song came on by... Uh, song is called Hold Me from Jamie Grace. And, uh, oh, ho, ho. Uh, let me say that this song makes me so glad that I'm a Lutheran. And it's so, <laughs> so, so, so deserves to be crunched. I mean, mega crunched. So, uh, if you guys would put mega the mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word fastest. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe we should have a little discretion of who we give that number to. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Is that, just, is that number public, apparently? I, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> In any case. You, you need to make that part of our, our intro. <laughs> Keep it mediocre and hilarious. <laughs> All right. That's great. Well, then this is the who song. Who is that? Hank? Henry. 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 All right. Uh, so this uh, is the, the song called, called Witch? Hold Me by Jamie Grace featuring Toby Mac. Oh. I love, I love, I love, I love the way you hold me. I love, I love, I love, I love the way you hold me. I love, I love, I love, I love the way you hold me. So far, I got the lyrics. I've had a long day. I just want to relax. Enough time for my friends. No time to chit chat. Problems at my job. Wondering what to do. I know I should be working, but I'm thinking of you. And just when I feel this crazy world is gonna bring me down. This when your smile comes around. Ooh, I love the way you hold me by my side. You'll always be. You take each and every day. Make it special in some way. I love the way you hold me. You know, at, at first I was thinking, yeah, this is probably the song that Mandy's singing right now at work. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Does she, doesn't Mandy call you Lord like Sarah called Abraham Lord? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's then, what it says in then, first But Peter. then she stipulates uh, lowercase l, lowercase. <laughs> I think this is this is song is a great example for all of you ladies out there desiring to be pious like Sarah. 
I'll just, read you just, Carrie's just favorite call verse. into our, uh, our astrophysicist <laughs> hotline. Oh, yeah, that's right. 1-800-385-SOLA. 1 Peter 3, 6, Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Now, I think the only way to make this song make any sense is by, Lord, I love the way you hold me. This must be a wife singing to her husband. Otherwise, it is super creepy. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> well, I mean, just I mean, Lord. I mean, and the, the lyrics that I have in front of me have a, a capital L. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> you took my days and you flipped it around, calmed the tidal wave, and put my feet on the ground forever in my heart, always on my mind. It's crazy how I think about you all of the time. Yeah, that's no. Boyfriend. And just when I think I'm about to figure you out. You make me want to sing and shout. I love the way you hold me. Boy, oh boy. This is the perfect... This is a, otherwise a kind of cool song. <laughs> yeah, was, except for all the mysticism, this is fantastic. No, just... I'm, you take out the Lord there and just make this a normal song about <laughs> some, a, a, a lady singing about how she loves some fella, and it'd be... Okay, mostly I, appropriate. We, we took the time to talk Yeesh. about the praise song country, so we ought to go through the questions. So, question number one is Jesus mentioned? Well, no, he's not. Now, there's the mention of Lord, but as I was mentioning, that's got to be a husband. <laughs> well, I mean, but I'm afraid, I am slightly afraid that to put this in the original context, remember when, <laughs> remember that game. Uh, if you like it, then you better put the best construction on it. Mm, I do, I do. Na- named after my favorite Beyonce song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, sometimes um, the best construction. There's the best construction, the worst construction, and the likely construction. I'm afraid that the likely construction of this song is that by Lord, this lady means Jesus. Yeah, uh, 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 I'm afraid uh, so too. Uh, uh, so let's take a look at mystical form. Does this song use sentences as a subject, verb, and object? Uh, let's see. I've had a long day. Just want to relax. Don't have time for my friends. No time to chit-chat. Problems at my job. Wondering what to do. I sh- know I should be working, but I'm thinking of you. Look at that. That's a, a denial of vocation. It's like, I, I'm, sh- I'm here to be working, you know, <laughs> doing whatever this lady does. That crossed my mind. I can't, it's like, I can't okay, work, either. I just, I can't, I can't I mean, you're Either you're supposed to be doing your job or not. How Jesus holds you. <laughs> what about rep- repetition? Yeah, it's very fairly repetitive. I'd say so. Where was where was the Toby Mac part? This says featuring Toby Mac. Toby I Mac was hear. the I love the the very beginning. He was the one singing at first. Oh. Yeah, okay. he was. Um, here, let me see. I can grab that. Okay. That's Toby Mac right there. Oh, that's Toby Mac. There's Toby. Okay. Uh, okay, so the next Thanks, is a question of mystical content. Yes, so what was one of those questions is, so, does yeah. it use romantic lyrics? Yeah. And does it teach that Jesus is our boyfriend slash husband? Answer, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll bet. <laughs> I'd say. I love the way you hold me by my side, you'll always be. You take each and every day oh so special. Are you saying this is employing romantic imagery? I would say. <laughs> a 10 uh, on that one, huh? <laughs> I love you more than the words in my brain can express. I like it when songs use the word brain, though. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. 
Yeah. Uh, Lord, I love the way you hold me. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. Oh, boy. This is really bad. What about the question of law and gospel? Any of that in here? I love the way you hold me. Uh, uh, you take each and every day and make it special in some way. What is, what is this nonsense? Uh, no, and there's no law, therefore no gospel. I just think I'm about to figure you out. You make me want to sing and shout. There's a little line against scholasticism. Yeah, I was going to say that the, you always, well, not always, a lot of times you have the um, the ladder of, of mysticism throwing pot shots at the other ladders. <laughs> and there's and, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and here it's throwing the ladder of, um, of uh, what's the mind ladder? Uh, ladder Rationalism, of, yeah. that's the one. Uh, I don't see any law and gospel. There's no forgiveness of sins. The Lord apparently, the love in here, by the way, is love. The uh, love the way that you hold me. Now, now, okay. Let's ask this question, this semi-serious question, because uh, let's assume let's assume for a little bit that the song is saying something, shall we? Okay. That the words mean something. Let's just let's go to that crazy. I, I place. like to pretend. <laughs> that yeah, that's that crazy place <laughs> in our imagination. <laughs> Throwing back to how it was 150 years ago, where words meant something, and let's act like we're old funny duddies for a little bit and pretend that there's meaning in the lyrics and the things saying are actually saying something, and let's ask the question: What does this mean? What way does the Lord, in fact, hold me that you love so much? I mean, what is that thing that being held by the Lord? Okay, what if by my side you'll always be? You take each. Make it special in some way. I love. What is? What does that mean? What if it's a uh, an understanding in a spiritual sense? Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you huh? challenging me? Are you Are you asking me if I if I haven't meditated deeply on the meaning of the lyrics of this song? I'm offended. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got to be a spiritual sense because it's not a literal sense. I mean, it's not like Jesus is is here with his arm around me. Like, like we're at, me and Jesus are at the movies, and he's kind of sneaking his arm and putting it around my shoulder. That's obviously not what's happening. So it's got to be a spiritual sense. So how does Jesus hold me spiritually? Do you see? And you see what's being put forth here is this picture of this this picture of intimacy. Now, me and God are where we're right next to each other. There's this there's this touch. You see. With me, with me and God, and, and it's a, and of course it's a mystical, spiritual sort of thing. Um, uh, it, it happens in my imagination or whatever, uh, but it's not a real thing. Uh, how do you know if the Lord is holding you or not? Well, you can't know it because He's promised it. Has He ever? Has He ever promised that? And I shall hold you. I don't remember that one. Um, well, okay. Well, so when you when we get back from this break, I'm gonna have you. I mean, so the the thing that you'll hear about in this whole conversation as well. This is just kind of extending the metaphor that the scriptures employ of uh, of Christ being the groom and the church the bride. We'll have Pastor Wolfman respond to that critique when we get back from this break and uh, more praise song cruncher right after this. You are listening to Table Talk Radio. comes the devil of <laughs> <laughs> We got problems now that we're praise on crushing. 
it's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio <laughs> will be right the back. Truth. <laughs> Taking a look at our handy dandy little website hey, you over here. forgot to get to the best part. I'm so happy. No, that's that's the most happy. annoying part. Anyway, I was taking a look at this awesome handy dandy website with Pastor Wilpinder's face on the front of it. Uh, called tabletalkradio.org, and on our webpage there's a little yellow button at the bottom that says donate. And if you would like to help the regular broadcast of Table Talk Radio uh, on throughout the world, I mean we we broadcast to countries like. Georgia and uh, Maine, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Uh, if you'd like to help us with this broadcast throughout the world, we, we even we expanded <laughs> our broadcast, our international reach to Texas the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, very many different languages. Like uh, Pastor Ruffman <laughs> will do Australian for all this. <laughs> You can do a one-time donation or sign up for the Reformation. But why League would you Club. want to do that? When you could, <laughs> you could go crazy with you, two dollars a month. Yeah, you could be a Table Talk Radio radio clown at two dollars a month, or a, you know, Iron what Listener is, ten dollars a month. How much does PayPal take out of the two dollars? Like seventy-five cents? No, it's like four cents. Okay. They're really cashing in on that one. <laughs> all right, so before the break, I pose this question to you because you hear it all the time. Well, God himself gives us the um, the imagery of ro- as, of romanticism in the idea that Christ is the groom, the church is the bride. Go. Yes, this is the—I mean, this is—at this point, we run up against the obnoxious assumption constantly with American Christianity that it is individualistic. So the picture is that Jesus is the groom and that I am the bride. False. False. The church is the bride, and you are part of the church. So when we start walking around acting like we, singular, are the bride of Christ, really very strange things happen. But this is the, this is the food of mysticism going all the way back to the Middle Ages and all this kind of Catholic mysticism with the nuns and stuff. And it gets really kind of creepy. <laughs> where um, where our devotional exercises start to creep in on places where um, we should that are reserved for the intimacy of of husband and and wife on earth. Now the church is the bride of Christ, not the Christian is the bride of Christ. So we are part of the church, which belongs to Jesus and is cared for by Him. And especially the way that Paul plays that out. That that, that that the church is the um, bride and, the, and and Jesus is the bridegroom is that just like the groom is to die to provide life for his bride, so Jesus died for us. So it's not in the kind of romantic intimacy of husband and wife that we find our comfort, but rather in the provision of Jesus for his whole church. Ah, very good. Okay, so the next song I have for us in the praise song country, Pastor Wolf Miller, is this song. It's called. A New Creation by Bell Thompson with Paul Coleman. Here it is.
I think we're going to hear some uh, better words here. So um, did you find the lyrics there, Pastor? Yeah, I got them. <laughs> I have 17 different screenshots of the YouTube lyric video. No problem. Whoever <laughs> says we don't do show prep. Here's it, nice. so, something like this. I will sing because my Savior loves me. I'm adopted into a life of promise. I think I might have missed a line in between there. but I've been made new. His beloved child reconciled. I'm welcomed into the arms of the king, saved by grace, because he took my place and died for my sin. Now he sees a brand new me, set apart and holy. Every day his love will stay, for I have become a new creation. That's hmm. the gist of it. Nice. Okay. Well, let's, since you have the lyrics, I'll just lean on you, uh, like I always do. Uh, is Jesus <laughs> mentioned, if yes? Finally! <laughs> Finally, uh, I got I got the screenshots. I'm part of the show. Yeah, I know. Thanks, thanks for contributing. <laughs> I would like to know that. I would like you to know that I will sing because my Savior loves me. Has the British spelling of Savior. Uh, I think the, uh, I shouldn't tell you this, but this is I think an Australian singer. Well, I think that's right. So now the Brits and the Australians have the same redundant, unnecessary you. <laughs> Savior. So it should be pronounced, I will sing because my Savior loves me. Right. Got it. Uh, so is Jesus mentioned? Yeah, yeah, here. Savior, it says Jesus, uh, yeah. my Savior. I, uh, he died for my sins. Uh, that's got to be talking about Jesus. I'm welcomed into the arms of the king, I think, in the context. That's going to be talking about Jesus. All right. Because well, he's the one that died for my sins. What about a mystical form? Is that first form? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's too much mysticism here. I right, does it is it repetitive? I can't. I don't. I, we didn't play the whole thing, did we? Mm, I Probably don't know. goes back. But I'm adopted into a life of promise. That's sentence. I've been made new. Sentence. His beloved child reconciled. Not sentence. I'm welcomed into the arms of the king. Sentence. Saved by grace because he took my place. Not sentence. And died for my sin. Oh, that makes that a sentence. Yeah, mostly sentences, I'd say. Okay. Uh, what about mystical content? Uh, inside, outside, romantic imagery, losing self, being lost in God. God I like this me. line here. It says, I'm adopted into a life of promise. Interesting. It is an interesting line. I'm adopted into a life of promise. So what is the, I'm born into a life of what? Sin. Death. Sin. Etc. But I'm adopted into a life of Promise. Life. But yeah, here it says promise. Now, I, there's, um, there's two ways to take this, and I think maybe this is actually getting at both of them, because uh, I'm adopted in, first as a Christian, I'm adopted into a life of promises. Then um, that, that means that I, I, have, I live by faith. Right. My, my life is based on the fact that Jesus promises forgiveness of sins. But then, you know, we, when we, like you look at something and you say, hey, that idea has a lot of promise. What we really mean is, is future or hope. So I'm adopted into a life with hope because of the promises of God. So that's a kind of nice line. Um, what is um, his beloved child reconciled? I'm welcome to the arms of the king. So the major image here is the image of a being adopted into the family of God uh, through the death of Jesus and the new creation that results from it. So that new creation uh, comes from a number, handful of texts, but chiefly... Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, where it says, All who are in Christ are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. Something like that. That is the text, and that's helpful here. 
You know, you I didn't think even that's so not mystical. You didn't even ask who gave us this song. Who gave us this song? Oh, our friend Seminary and Jake. What? <laughs> no wonder it comes from Down Under. This is the Aussie. He's saying, hey, look, we, we Australians can do praise music better than you Americans. <laughs> hey, I don't appreciate that accusation, Seminary and Jake. Uh, okay, look, so. Just talking the truth here, speaking <laughs> the truth to power. That's what we do in Australia. You know, you know Seminary and Jake, if you send a song to the Praise Song Country, you could at least send one that has the lyrics out on the internet somewhere. Right. <laughs> Down here in Australia, that's breaking copyright laws. <laughs> uh, I guess we don't care as much in America. This is our Australian outreach. Oh, this you 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 were talking about this bilingual. Yeah, I know. I our, told our, you. Our, bi, our bilingual radio show. <laughs> so I think I think uh, mystical content is not here. I think it's okay. Now I here's, think it's not mystical. Here's the interesting question: What about law and or gospel? All right here, he died for my sin. That's law and gospel both. The result is now. Look at this. Now he sees a brand new me. Now that is very a very helpful line, because we could say now I am a brand new me. Uh, but but he when it says it. when he, when Jesus sees a new me, this is talking about the righteousness that is mine by faith, this not by de- works. This is declarative yeah. rather than right. Yeah, yeah, right. It's justification language. It's the alien righteousness of God being given to my account. Whew, nice. Uh, what about any anything else in there you can detect that would uh, make it false doctrine. Set apart and holy. It would be to to use this song. We would need to make all the incomplete sentences complete sentences. And in fact, I don't think the song is actually made for singing in church. I think this is made for listening enjoyment. And um, and I think that's what it's probably good for because I don't see any other false doctrine. I have become a new creation. Okay. So is this a pass or is this a for the for the use in the car? Well, look at yeah. I think it, I, but I don't. I think it is a pass because I think it's actually made to be used in the car. I don't think this praise song is, in fact, given to us to be used in church. Otherwise, we would be able to find the lyrics. <laughs> you mean you just add a little means of grace in there and call it a good Lutheran hymn? Yeah, right. Five hundred points. Hey, I, I caught it. I oh, caught it. I caught okay. it. So, how many points do I get? Five. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this edition. What about Bible Bee? Aren't we going to play Bible Bee? We don't have time. We're out of time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like, you beating me at Bible Bee. (laughs) Oh, you just wait. Next time. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) You stalled. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.